This is George Dr. Funkenstein Clinton, and you're listening to WMNS Tampa. They do the dog, y'all. Here comes the sun, here comes the sun, I say it's all right. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show here on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11 we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Today we are talking with Chris and Joni Kendrick from Sweetwater Co-op Farm in Tampa, Florida. We're addressing food and farm equity and the teaching, planting, and sharing organic edible food in a co-op urban farm atmosphere. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the wonderful Annie Ellis. Hey, Kenny. Hi, Annie. Did you have a good week? Oh, my gosh. Jim Kowalowski's back in town, that nomad farmer. And he uh, I went over to... Uh, uh, Newport Ritchie uh, in the on Main Street, and they had an open, you know, air situation, and uh, he had all kinds of wonderful pumpkins and garlics, and you know, all the things that he grows up in Maine. And I brought back a sack of uh, organic apples, things that we never will see unless somebody brings it back from Maine, and they are delicious. I was just so grateful to see him, and it was wonderful. Just a beautiful weekend, though. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yes, I was. I just got back from Alaska. Boy, are your arms tired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of hiking and... You sent some beautiful pictures. There too. was a lot of... I was in Juneau and there was a lot of trailer park homes oh. on the bay where they have, you know, million dollar views. They have whales and seals visit them in the summer. Oh, how They wow. have mountains. They have glaciers. And these people are probably living pretty cheaply and getting this wonderful you saw, ecosystem. You saw one of those, didn't you? I saw a killer whale and humpback whales. Oh, and how gorgeous. That's exciting. 20 or 30 bald eagles, which are two to three times bigger than Florida bald eagles. Oh, really? Yes. I wonder why. To deal with the cold. Oh, yeah. They just have to fluff up and have fat. Yeah. Okay, that makes I also sense. saw some three-foot-long salmon. Wow, that had migrated. Feet. They were huge, maybe two and a half feet, but they were <laughs> they were big enough for a bear to eat. <laughs> you know, I heard that they uh, they didn't allow uh, the crab harvest this that year. That is be- right, because it was so bad. Right? They said the population is in decline, just like lots of our. Uh, ocean animals. That yeah, like and I to wonder, eat. those are, you know, bottom feeders, and that's like, I wonder about the oil on the base like that, if that's how it's affecting them. That just made me think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, hopefully it'll be back soon. I was just going to say, it's probably going to take a couple years you think? for the crab, the king crab population to and, bounce know, back. sad for the those people that that's their living. I mean, they only do that. Yeah, and that's like Fourth generation, fifth yeah. generation families who yeah, really that's only, only know that. what they do. That's an interesting point. You know, diversification is always a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Monoculture uh, in any level is not good. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. And today, speaking of anti-monocultures, yes. we're going to be talking about sweet, uh, Sweetwater Co-op Farm. I'm so excited they're Tampa. here. So stay tuned as we promote a balance of people, profit, and planet, because that's what sustainability is all about. It really is. We have to balance all of it. Uh, you know, it's, 
when it gets out of balance, that's really the problem right there. And then you don't get crabs for the season. <laughs> I don't want to touch that. I can go somewhere <laughs> with that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping that Chris and Joni are online. I'm looking at Bill. Yes, and he's saying yes. And Bill Grace is in the studio. Yes, and, yes, Bill. Uh, Kiki and uh, Greg are answering your calls. We have two people answer calls, so there's no reason why you don't get on. <laughs> and we know we couldn't do it without these guys. They just make everything so smooth. It makes our life so much easier. But I want to talk about Chris and Joni for a minute. So today we're talking with Chris and Joni Kendrick from Sweetwater Organic Co-op Farm in Tampa, Florida. Woo, woo! We're addressing food and farm equity and the teaching, planting, and sharing organic edible food in a co-op urban farm atmosphere. I think you just read this, didn't you? Uh, stay tuned. Oh, there we go. There are, here's, my, here's what I read now. Uh, first off, both Joni and Chris's bios are so incredible that I'll have them, uh, I'll have them in total on the social media blog. Uh, you'll be as impressed as we are. They have done so many studies and have been on working organic farms all over the world. It's so extensive that I had, uh, couldn't put it on. Uh, I couldn't even say it all. It was so much. So, but... For the past four years, uh, Joni and Chris have been farming at Sweetwater Organic Community Farm in Tampa, Florida. Chris is the director of the farm, and Joni is the head farmer. She is responsible for all daily operations of the farm, uh, and uh, Chris supports her. Along with the extensive agricultural backgrounds, uh, they also went to over 30 farms similar to their no-till intensive model, and get these names name-dropping, including Elliot Coleman in Maine, Jean Martin Fautier in France, and Frith Farm in Maine. Those are some big ones. Uh, Sweetwater Organic Community Farm offers a CSA share and a weekly seasonal market on-site with numerous additional vendors, music, and workshops. And we are so delighted that you're here, Jody and Chris. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all today? We're doing well. I mean, today's our, uh, we're recovering, you know, Sunday's our, our big day on the farm and yeah. we're getting ready for our uh, our opening farmer's market is next Sunday, October 30th from uh, 12 to 3. So we're getting getting the farm in shape for opening day. I am so excited about that. And also, because I have it written down here, but we'll go ahead and say it. Uh, Billy C. Worth is going to be the music that day. Isn't that right? I believe so. That's the Reverend, right? Yeah, the Reverend, and he's on WMNF. He's wonderful. I'm definitely going to go. Hey, is this uh, costumes optional or mandatory? Wear costumes. It's uh, you know maybe there'll be an impromptu uh, costume party, uh, costume contest. If you want to be in charge of that, you can you can make it happen. Okay, I just don't want to show up all dolled (laughs) up, and uh, I'll be the only one. That'll be crazy. I don't I don't think you'll be the only one. There'll be a few people dressed up as farmers. You know, I heard you mention Jim Kovaleski. Oh, my God, Jazz, he's back. Well, I'm hoping that he's going to be, you know, making an appearance at the farm for opening day. You know, I'll I'll send him a note about that because he should, because there's some another young farmer, uh, too, uh, his wife and he, they're, they're studying with him. 
and uh -huh. news to come. Uh, so they should go and meet everybody and see how that all works. So I think that's a great idea. So, Chris, can you tell us more about this opening day? You've been around for like 30 years. So what do you mean by opening day? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, try I'm trying to get all the farmers in one spot. But, I mean, this is our opening farmer's market season where we have, you know, every Sunday is a volunteer day on the farm from 9 a.m. to 12 uh, we have yoga on the porch every Sunday from 10.30 to 11.30. That's the farmhouse porch that, that Rick Martinez built, uh, the founder of the farm. And, and next year, we celebrate 30 years. But um, this is our live music series, which is kind of in partnership with WMNF because a lot of the DJs that run the music, I mean, Ed Lehman, I um, mean, you're talking about the, the musician for next week, the Reverend from 12 to 2. A lot of musicians come out and play during our uh, live music uh, series. And uh, it's also when we fire up, uh, well, this Sunday, I think we're going to be firing up the pizza oven. Oh, but yay. it's with, I'm hoping, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm trying to get all the farmers together. So I'm hoping Travis from Trail Bell is going to come oh, out. Oh, nice. Uh, maybe yeah. Rick will make an appearance so we can we can get all the farmers on the, on the farm at least one day. <laughs> Hey, um, I, I, wanted to let, I wanted to let everybody know that you guys had a class on that pizza oven. There was a, uh, somebody there, I can't remember who it was, that was teaching y'all or showed and built it how to make uh -huh. a pizza oven. So that was one of yep. the classes that y'all offered for people to be able to learn how to do that. And then they can be more sustainable on their own. Yep. Yeah, it was a, it's a cob pizza oven that we built on the farm. You know, Dan, uh, one of our board members, uh, from Dancing Rabbit Eco Village. Okay. He kind of spends his winters here in uh, in Florida. But uh, he came down and he, he did the class and we had people that are interested in building their own ovens. I think there's going to be an oven built hopefully at the St. Pete Youth Farm uh, this year with Carla. Uh, so hopefully we can uh, help support the youth farm and, and get uh, get a, a oven over there so they can teach the kids how to create some value added products and cooking food, healthy food. But um, yeah, we do a lot of classes. I know you were at the the farm for an herb walk with Bob yeah. Lindy. It was Rick's wonderful. Yeah, so we're doing a lot of classes and workshops. At, Kenny, I think you you taught a workshop at the farm as well uh, in the past too. Yep. And um, you know, we're trying to make the space available for the community. I went to uh, a lot of different uh, classes. I went to What's one that? over there with, uh, uh, that's how I met um, uh, Rick Fernandez, or uh, Martinez, uh, who started uh -huh. the farm. Uh, uh -huh. He had a, a really great uh, uh, class in that building, actually, that you were talking about, uh, mm -hmm. about uh, organic gardening. And it was wonderful. It really was. And I, it's coming up again. I know I registered for it. Yep. So I know his class, I mean, his class is coming up on November 6th. It's sold a, out. I mean, oh, yeah. A lot of our classes are already sold out. So we just got to get more classes on the calendar and more instructors to teach the class. But this Sunday is our opening farmer's market. So we'll have our farm stand open. There'll be other vendors there. There'll be live music. There'll be food. Uh, you can walk around the farm, you know, bring your, your pets on leashes and so, meet your farmers, meet your local farmers. And I'm hoping that uh, we're going to get Rick and Jim and, Travis and John and all of our uh, local farmers oh, so uh, nice. on the farm for, for one day. So maybe, Annie, maybe you can help me uh, get all the farmers on the farm for one day. I'll pester them a little bit. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, I want to get the 30,000-foot view first. So we've been talking about Sweetwater Farms. Can you tell us where you're located? 
Are you open every day? I know you have the opening day this weekend, but can you tell us the history of yes. Sweetwater Farms yes. for the listeners? Yes. Yeah. Sweetwater Organic Community Farm was started by Rick Martinez in 1993. So next year we celebrate 30 years. Uh, we're a seven acre urban farm in town and country. I mean, we're 10 minutes from the Tampa airport. So we, we hear the planes and we see the planes quite often. Um, I always say that we are the last country left in town and country because everything's <laughs> been, been developed. Um, and, and in 2019, the farm was almost sold. That's how yes. Joni and I, we live in St. Petersburg. That's how we kind of came into the picture when the farm was kind of almost a week away from being sold and potentially developed. But uh, we were able to uh, keep that going with the community support and many people that many listeners and many other farmers helping to make that happen. But uh, we're surrounded by, I mean, we're right off Hillsborough Avenue. So kind of one of the busiest streets in uh, Tampa Bay, but surrounded by Charter Horizon School, um, Webb Middle School, Town and Country Elementary School. We also say that if Town and Country had a town center, we would kind of be in it because <laughs> we're close to the senior center, the public library, the post office, Cacciatore Brothers Italian Market, all within walking distance. You know, what so, I learned too reading this, I didn't realize that that creek that's running uh, alongside of you is actually called Sweetwater Creek. Yep. So yeah, that's where that's, the name came from. I never where, knew that. Uh, you know, Rick, Rick can give us, we're, we're going to have like a Founders Day um, someday in the future so that Rick can kind of give his history of the farm. You know, whenever we do any kind of farm to table dinners and Rick's there, he always yeah. gives a a tour like Pesto Festo or the Planters Fall that's coming up or the Outstanding in the Field that we'll have in January. So Rick's always given tours and history lessons, but there's many other people that have their version of the history or their participation in uh, the history. Perspective. Yeah, perspective. As a matter of fact, while you bring up uh, Rick, uh, he sends his love. I just texted with him this morning. I was hoping they would be able to call in, but they're, yeah. they're busy at the house, but they wanted to send yeah, their love remo- to you. Remodeling. Mm-hmm. Yes, the well, kitchen. It's always, yeah, it's always good to have him. It's good to have him back, kind of in season, and yeah, and uh, have him close and, and be a be such a great resource that he is. Just like all the other farmers. I mean, I know I heard John Butts talking uh, earlier today. Yeah, that was fun, I wasn't mean, it? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, what it's we're so lucky that we get to see him almost every Sunday, and I get to chat with them. And I mean, his farm is yeah a real treasure. Uh, for all of us in Tampa Bay. And yeah, I can't say thank you enough to all of our local farmers and all the people that are involved in, you know, the community garden coalition with yes. Kitty yeah. and Lena. Yeah, they're wonderful. The, you know, all the participants that are helping to, to grow the community garden movements and, you know, just creating access for, for people to get locally uh, sourced food, you know, healthy yeah. food. And those that don't know, John started, John Butt started this uh, program. You know, we just are, uh, we can't, fit into his shoes, but we're doing the best we can to try to keep it going. Um, he also has water buffaloes. I don't know if everybody knows that. They're just fantastic to see them on the farm. So I yeah, need that's to do- where we get, uh, you know, I get I get my milk from him. And, I know. It's uh, the best, isn't it? The best. I don't think there's there's nothing that compares no, to that. No, it really so, doesn't. Uh, we're very fortunate that he's, you know, commits to that labor of love, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not, not about the money. No, it's not all about the money. No. Um, 
he's taking care of the land and, you know, taking care of those animals and mm-hmm. doing something wonderful for the community. It's a beautiful farm. I need to do our little reintroduction, if I might. Uh, I'm Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guests are Chris, and I'm guessing Joni's there. Is she not on today? She's she's listening, but okay. uh, she, she's kind of uh, busy. Yeah, yeah. She, we've got, you know, we've got three kids, you know, one oh, of our right. sons. One of our sons is in a has cerebral palsy and he's oh. a, in a wheelchair. So I mean, we we do a lot of things. Um, yeah, and well, uh, we run a like a small guest house. Let me in, let me finish with the intro. Sorry, I didn't okay. mean to to uh, start a, a flood there. Uh, so we're talking with Chris and Joni Kendrick from Sweetwater Co-op Farm in Tampa, Florida. We are addressing food equity, teaching, planting, and sharing organic edible food. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on the air. All right. So, uh, Chris, we do have a couple of messages. One is uh-huh. from Bubba. He <laughs> said, Bubba. there ain't much country left in town and country. We should just change the name to simply town. <laughs> Maybe, but we're trying to, you know, we're trying to preserve the farm forever. Yeah. So we're going to be putting the farm into a community land trust. And, you know, we want to expand that, that land trust and uh, acquire you know, and support other organizations and entities that are that are focused on land stewardship. But you know, even this past Sunday, we had a representative from the Wild Lands Conservation. They were there doing a yoga class, and then we had a conversation about um, land stewardship because we want to put the farm into a you know community land trust, so it's always there, it's always preserved, it can't be sold. But I also want to um, you know, the farm's mission is also help to preserve and steward other farms as well or other land um, that needs to be kind of preserved from development. You like, you know, I know John's probably listening. So, you know, yeah. like John Butts' farm too, you know, we want to make sure that that's kind of always a, a farm and doesn't get developed when, when John doesn't want to farm anymore. That's right. very yeah. good to hear because we also have another uh, text message from David Bryant. He says, hi, Annie and Kenny. I was curious about whether Sweetwater has seen any development pressures from local developers. I know that they're in the middle of the city and I bet developers are salivating over putting in ugly houses there. I guess that Sweetwater could sell and make some big bucks and then move to a bigger space out east in Tampa. But it wouldn't be that earth that they've created over 30 years. That's yeah, sure. and that's you're exactly right, Andy. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why we took on this, the project of Sweetwater is because of the soil. I mean, it's, it's been organic soil for so many years and our society just doesn't value that. And how do you put a price on that? You know, highest and best use market value, you know, how does an appraiser is not looking at, you know, how long the soil has been. been That's great. Put something else down there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, our our mission, you know, is building the community from the ground up and, you know, supporting the, the soil builders and, um, you know, and that's the whole idea is no matter who's kind of in charge of the farm or who's on the board of the farm, because that's almost what happened is the board decided in 2019 that, you know, farming's tough. And if you don't have a board that has experience with farming and farm managers, uh, it's it's a challenge. But we also want to make sure that the farm can never be sold so that, you know, the, the debt's paid off. It doesn't owe anybody any money and the farm is preserved. I want to talk to you about that as well. It, but we have a call. Uh, so uh-huh. we need to take that in. But I want to bring that straight back up about paying off that mortgage. So, 
So, yeah, we have a caller, uh, Bonnie from Gulfport. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, y'all. Hi. What's happening? Good morning. Hey, cat. Uh, good morning. <laughs> I, I heard Chris's voice this morning. I needed to call in and say how important this piece of property is. I yes. played the pesto, first Pesto Festo with Rick. Gosh, I don't know when it was. How long ago, Chris? Uh, 29 years. Uh, I mean, it's, it's more, it's more than that because, you know, we've had our 29th annual, but we had to not have it for a couple of years. So, I mean, you're 30 30 plus years. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Where does it go? It's amazing. Thank you, Barney. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Barney's played out there many times. He'll be playing out there many times this season and we look forward to it. So thank you, Barney, for all that you do. And, uh, yeah, I can't say thank you enough. Without Chris and Joni, I don't know where I would be right now Aww. in our community. With what y'all brought us, wow! And saving that land is so important. Sweetwater Creek. That was a uh, Lita's last gig was out at Sweetwater Organic Farm before she died of breast cancer. Aww. So what a special people they are. Chris and Joni are such an incredible team. Yes. The love is there. Well, it, and it's it's you know we are part of the history and we're part of the story, but it, I mean we're. This is a community farm. It's Sweetwater Organic Community Farm, and you know Rick started the farm, so Rick will always have that that title. And you know, being the founder of the farm, but many hands have made this farm possible, and many people have done you know countless hours of work both on and off the farm to to get the farm where it is. So it's really you know thank you to to the whole community for ge- keeping the farm and getting the farm to where it is right now. I mean, it, it wouldn't be. Wouldn't be here without the community. And you know, the, the thing and WMF is, too. is is part of that. You know, WMNF is, you know, Rob Lori has been out there many times. Yeah. WMNF has done many concerts and events, and so it's it's a community farm. And that's really important that you know people continue to talk about it because you know people you don't know about it if people don't tell you about it. You know, unless you're in the loop with you know like we are uh, in the loop of farmers and so on, uh, then you know all about that sort of stuff. But the the you know, general population probably doesn't even know about it. So that's very important to keep talking about it and keep doing things that it puts it out in the public view. Absolutely. I'll be playing every fourth Sunday starting next month. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and they pay me in vegetables. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Barney, we're all working for food here. That's right. We're all working for food. (laughs) I love you, Jay. Thank you, Barney. We'll look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. And and I love you, WMNF. Thank you. Oh, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Barney. Do we have another call or no? Yeah, so we do have another caller, Chris, and then uh, after we take this, we have a special message from Bill. But first, we'll go to Joel. Hi, Joel. Hey, Joel. I'm Rocco. I'm Rocco, and I live in a van down by the river. Oh, right. A van down by the river. Who's this guy? I'm Joel Chetnow, and I just want to say that I've been a member and supporting this farm since before it was a farm, Rick Martinez had a business there in 1993. Yeah, Sprouts business. And, and I just want to say there's one piece of information that's so vitally important during these times of uh, increased food prices. And the most important thing is for people that have food support by the state of Florida and the federal government, the, uh, the SNAP EBT program, they can come there with $40 of their SNAP money 
and buy $80 worth of organic produce by the farm and by vendors at the farm. That's a great thing that you just said. Yes. Thank you. You know, so uh, if you know people in food deserts that really are craving really healthy food, Mm -hmm. food without pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides, Mm -hmm. not on a semi-truck for three or four days coming from California. Yeah. Right. Thank you for that. Thank you so so much for that. Chris, can can you tell us how... You're able to double that person's uh, stamps, and is that true for all farmers markets? Uh, I believe it's true for all farmers markets. I mean, it's through fresh access bucks, so SNAP and EBT benefits. Uh, you come to the farmers market, we run your card for however much money you want to spend um, at the market, and. Uh, and then we double, we give you the coins, the coins for the money that you, that you want. Say you want $20, we'll give you $20 in coins. And then we give you a $20 bonus in coins that you can spend at the farmer's market or even take to other farmer's markets. You don't have to spend it all that day. It used to be, I mean, right now it's unlimited match. So you could come and spend $200 or $300 and you get, a, you double. Wow. Uh, it's an unlimited match until the end of November, November 30th. It's okay. unlimited. We are not supposed to really talk about money on, uh, oh, on the okay. air. So uh, prices. Just, prices, right. Okay. For well, a reasonable it's a, it's price, a, we usually say. It's an unlimited match right now until um, until the end of November. If you want to learn more about, you can go on freshaccessbucks.com. You could call the farm, send us an email. Uh, but if you have SNAP and EBT benefits, you know, you, Saturday Farmers Market, Meacham Farm. I know all these other farms take uh, SNAP and EBT as well. But then you were saying you give them a coin and then they can go to any farmers market. And yes, we, they, we give coins and they can also That's cool. I didn't uh, know for about other that. vendors as well, as long as it's not single use items but yeah, yeah you know what? that's sort of we talk about food equity you know you're lowering or you're creating access because uh, we hear that oh you know organic food or local food or direct from the farm is expensive and if you have these type of benefits, yeah. It, yeah. it makes it much more affordable. Well, and so. it's not, really, if you start to look at it, because they last longer. You don't waste yeah. as much, that's for sure. And I think, so, Kenny, you know, price, come- trying to trying to make it the, the price, um, you know, affordable for families, especially right. in, the, in these challenging times. Right, right. So we want to follow up with that with about what a CSA is yes. and, and how uh, you do that. But first, I wanted to ask a question that we got in from text message from Mike. He says, how are you conducting outreach, outreach with the Spanish speaking community surrounding the farm? Awesome work. Well, you hablo español. Antes yo vivía en México por dos años. Yo puedo hablar español. Pero yo tengo conexiones de todos mis vecinos. So, you know, I've been to Cuba, but part of our, our staff and team Spanish is their first language. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of our, our staff, staff members, it's their first language. We try to uh, put more signage. We're trying to put more signage up that's both bilingual. That's you know, we send out, like this week, it's our opening market. So we will, uh, we've created flyers that will drop kind of around the neighborhood and they're both in Spanish and English. Um, so that's some of the different ways that we kind of reach out to our neighbors and community is 
by putting out the material in, in multiple languages. And we have a large, um, I mean, there's, there's other groups and when we have a, a large Vietnamese population around us as well, but, uh, yeah, we definitely try to cater to the, the Spanish, the lots of Cubans and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. I mean, they, they live in the neighborhood, so the we want to be, uh, accessible to all. Yes. The, the best Vietnamese food I've had in Tampa is in town and country. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Another reason to come to the farm. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, go to food, come to the market. So Chris, we want you to talk about what a CSA is and maybe if you're the Florida's oldest CSA farm, but first we have a special message from Bill. Have you considered your plans for the rapture? On your ascension up to heaven, it'll be too late to make your donation to the Sustainable Living Show and to WMNF Tampa, so do it today. Just go to WMNF.org and click on the tip jar and direct your donation to SUL for the Sustainable Living Show. And now might be a good time to consider donating your car as well. Yes, thank All right. you. Thank we, you. We definitely didn't make our uh, our amount that we needed to make, so any continued support is very appreciated, and we appreciate those that did support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Chris, we have another text message, and it's from Amy in St. Pete. She says, "We need more people like Chris. It's not so much about prices as much as the type of currency." So oh. she is very supportive. So, can you? Tell us what a CSA is. So a CSA is community supported agriculture. Um, basically, it means you're buying a share of the, har- the the farmer's produce or sort of planned produce in advance of the season. Florida Sweetwater is Florida's oldest CSA farm at 30 years. And basically, it's individuals or families buying a membership in the farm in advance of the season. So for example, our share cost this year was 500. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about price, but it's a 24, Uh, it's a 24 week season. And uh, they're buying the share. They're paying for the share uh, in advance of the season. And and you can use your SNAP and EBT benefits. You could make payments, um, but they're buying in advance of the season. So basically it allows the farmer to know and plan how much they're going to grow. I mean, obviously the farmer has a plan in advance and we know how many shares that we want to want to create, but allows us to kind of sell the food and sell the produce even in advance of the season. Um, so then, it kind of takes out some of the, the guesswork and some of the vulnerability of the farmer kind of, well, I've grown all this food. Now who's going to, to buy this food? And it, gives of, you, it gives you working capital too. Uh, yes. yes. You have to so, buy the seeds before you make the plants. So exactly. So then it, it allows the farmer to know who we're growing for and it allows us to kind of create a stronger relationship with our members. Yeah. And it yeah. allows those, those individuals or families that are, invested in local uh, food production and and local produce to really get a connection of, okay, what's in season when, you know, you're not going to get tomatoes every week. Okay. When am I going to get tomatoes? (laughs) Or when are we going to have tomatoes? And this is part of the education education process. Yeah. So, so I used to be yes. a member. I was a member. I mean, I, I'm into uh, several CSAs. And, yes. uh, but I, I mean, I don't know, 27 years ago. And uh, so I would go and I would just continually get bok choy. And I yes. tell that to Rick recently. He said, yeah, I called it choy to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get a good education on maybe some things that you have, haven't had before. You know, okay, why, why is 
you know, bok choy is such a, you know, why is it available every week and why is it easy to grow? And, you know, that's what we should, we should be growing. If we can yeah. get it every week and it, it's a good return and it's healthy and nutritious, and you got to get creative with the recipes and making it uh, enjoyable. Yeah. So for the CSA, they pay and let's say you have 20 people sign up and then you're uh-huh. going to say, oh, I'm going to grow uh, enough uh, kale for 20 people, enough yep. cucumbers for 20 people, exactly. et cetera. So, and then are they picking up the food only on Sundays or let's say we right didn't sign up? Right, yeah, I mean, right now it's only, I mean, the farm in the past used to have multiple drop-off locations, uh, multiple days. But for us, we've kind of had to simplify the operation because we're, we're mostly 100% volunteer run. Um, so we don't do any distribution. We and we only have pickups right now available on Sunday. As the cafe starts to expand, we will offer a Wednesday pickup as well. But everything is harvested on Saturday or Sunday morning with our volunteers, and then it goes right to the market table. So you're getting it, you know, one hour, two hours after That's it's fantastic. Been um, Even the vitamin C is still alive. Yeah, so I mean, we harvest it between nine and twelve, and you can come pick it up at twelve o'clock That's between amazing. twelve and three at the market. So it doesn't get any closer to the source. I mean, and our farmers market is on the farm. I mean, the, the Saturday morning market in St. Pete is is amazing. Um, what kind of separates us a little bit is that we're our farmers market is on the farm, so you can come, you can talk to the farmers, but then you can walk around the farm like you did, Annie. Yeah, it's and so see the farm and, and see how we grow, and, and you can come and volunteer every Sunday and uh, see how we how we grow, and, and then we do a lot of field trips. That's mostly what we do during the week, are all classes and uh, field trips. You know, having mostly elementary students coming out uh, for a two-hour tour, having lunch on the farm. And that's really our mission. You know, we, we have a shortage of farmers in this country. We've devalued farming quite a lot. Um, and so we're trying to get the kids, especially the urban kids, back on the farm. It might be their first time they ever come on a farm. And we, we teach them about composting and worms and chickens. And they plant in the field. They take a seed pod home. We, they take a walk on the native trail, the nature trail. They see the tree orchard and all the work that, that Rick's put into the farm kind of give them a a little taste of everything and you know some of the kids come back and volunteer when they're older and some of them come back as apprentices or volunteers and come back as consumers to the to the farmer's market but we want to get more people interested in growing their own food planting trees and being educated consumers and maybe uh even a few future farmers let's hope yeah that um the field trip sounds great for any age any class but if Listeners know about uh, some FFA teachers. We should mm-hmm. really encourage those because they have money to do field trips like this and right. like see like an actual working farm. Yeah, because then they can they can organize an outdoor uh, thing that is related to what they're actually studying. And it is a beautiful place to go visit. And there's lots of shade uh, to be able to walk through. It's just a gorgeous spot. So we have a couple of callers, but first I just want to. Remind listeners that this is the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Chris Kendrick from Sweetwater Co-op Farm in Tampa, Florida. And we're talking about food equity, teaching, planting, and sharing organic edible food. If you want to be part of this conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on air. 
So uh, the first caller we'll take is Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks a lot. Um, so the main thing I want to say is um, I've been calling in like several times. And so to the listener to the, and to the person that you have as a guest, if he's a farmer, he knows a farmer's really, really busy, like all day long. They don't, they, they don't have, they don't have a lot of extra time. So he's donating his time. That's cool. Now look, I don't have a lot of time either, but I've been calling, calling, calling in and your, your receptionist is overwhelmed. I just wanted you to make that clear. All right. Your thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Well, well, Do you want to talk about what we're talking about today, Jerry? Yeah, absolutely. But she's overwhelmed. So, okay. So I just tried. So the first thing was way back when you started the show, you talked about eagles. Remember that one? Well, we're not talking about remember? eagles today. I know, but no, you start talking about eagles on the farm. Um, Do you remember? Yeah, that was just our quick intro. Us talking about our weekend. Yeah. So, so now we're talking about Sweetwater Farms. Do you like and to talk we about a, Sweetwater Farm? We have another caller. We have Gwen. Okay. So we're going to take Gwen. Hi, Gwen. Hi there. Uh, I want to know how far out on uh, Hillsburg do I have to go to get to the farm? That's a great or question. Yeah. I would see you or whatever. Chris? Chris? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're, ten, we're 10 minutes west of the Tampa airport. So um, a good, I mean, you can find our address on, on any, you know, Google, our website. You can sign up for our newsletter, kind of says everything that's going on in the farm but we're we're between hanley and sawyer um if that's sort of any point of reference i mean we're, we're close to the the senior center and the public library the post office in oh, town and country okay. uh but yeah just go down go, go from the airport so the veterans uh west on hillsborough um take a, a right on Sawyer and then a left on Comanche, or you can go down to Hanley, take a right on Hanley and take a right on Comanche. But oh, the best way is to, you know, whatever sort of GPS or um, navigation device that you use will lead you to the farm. Okay. And it's, you can look online too, uh, you mm -hmm. know, to see all the things that they offer, all the classes that they offer, and then there'll be a place on there that you can click that'll uh, give you directions as well. Yep. Yeah, and you can call the farm if you get lost, but, uh, you know, signing up for the newsletter, I would encourage everybody to sign up for the newsletter, you know, whether you're interested in classes or workshops or live music or tours uh, or our farm-to-table dinners that are coming up, or maybe you want to teach a class or workshop or be a vendor, you know, volunteer. I always say, you know, how can the farm serve you and how do you want to serve the farm? And a lot of people, you know, you don't have to come to the farm to serve the farm. We have many people doing a lot of different things in Chicago and Michigan and all over the place. Oh, my uh, gosh. That sounds interesting. That's a lot to wrap your head around. But <laughs> it, thank it you very is much. a lot. But thank it, you, Glenn, for calling. Challenge. Thank you so much uh, for yeah. calling in. Our, yeah. So, so uh, Chris, yeah, I just yeah. want to double check. Yes. If people want to come to the farm for produce. Yeah. Uh -huh. Sunday. They can only do it Sunday from noon to four. Noon to three. Noon to three. To three. Yeah, right now that's our only, unless we've got, you know, some volunteer out there that wants to open up the cafe more days uh, a week and we could sell produce more days. But right now our capacity is is one day. And then th uh, this weekend you're having an open house and it's not just going to be Sweetwater Farm. There's going to be other farm vendors. 
Yes, Southern yes. Produce. this Sunday is our opening farmer's market. Uh, so Farmer John Butts will be there. We're selling, we sell meat from Trail Bale and, and Providence Farm. Uh, and that's every Sunday we have uh, produce both from our farm and other farms. I, I mean, John's, I John's been there almost every Sunday. Pam usually uh, comes from Dancing Goat too, doesn't she? I haven't seen her in a while. Okay, I I'll bug her. With, talk with her. Um, I but uh, I know that you know Travis is there and John's yeah. there, and I'm hoping that Jim Kowaleski is going to yeah. be there this this Sunday. And then we also supplement our produce, and we order produce from Little Pond Farm, there and Frog Song Farm, yeah, uh, out of Gainesville. So you know we do try to um, you know we can never grow enough food for for everybody, for all the families and individuals that come to the farm. Mm-hmm. So we do try to support other farms and. Um, supplement by buying produce from other local farms yeah, such as yeah. little, little pond farm and frog song farm that's a good outlet and, uh, for them to be recognized too at your farm yeah and this sunday is kind of the beginning of the farmer's market so we'll have prepared food so people can come out and they can eat on the farm uh there's other craft vendors um very good so chris we, we we have about 15 minutes left we want to okay. talk more about how the farm is sustainable, how Mm -hmm. listeners can be sustainable. But we have two messages. Uh, One is from Bubba. He said he used to live in Bartow and uh, almost every school there had a 4-H and an FFA chapter. So I think Bubba's implying that we could have a lot of people visiting your farm. And we have a caller, uh, David. So we're going to take your question, David, now. Hey, David. Hi, um, I just, this is a little bit off subject, but I was wondering, I have a tangelo uh, tree in my yard, mm-hmm. and I, was, I think it has citrus greening, but I was wondering if it's okay to eat the, the fruit off that if it has greening. Would Chris, anybody know that? Chris, you want to uh, answer that? I would say talk to farmer, let's call farmer John Butts back, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that he would eat it. So, uh, well, so. yeah, you know, it's, it's citrus greening is uh, on every citrus tree. And if the, I would try the fruit, I would try to let it uh, ripen. It's, that's the problem with citrus greening. It is a lot of times it's half ripe, half not. So, right. you know, you could try it. It's not going to hurt you. That, okay. that bug juice isn't going to hurt you. It's just going <laughs> to hurt the tree. So, okay. you know. A little Ooh. bug juice isn't too bad for anybody. So, uh, speaking of which, <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, welcome. thanks, David. And speaking of which, <laughs> next Monday, October 31st, oh, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> we're gonna have an entire show about Ooh. eating edible insects. Yeah, I love it. It's gonna be great. All right, so. <laughs> So back to you. If anybody wants to create a business about that and do a dinner on the farm, a bug dinner, Ooh, we, can, that'd be we fun. can do that. Mm-hmm. I would uh, love that. I so. work, I'm, I'm making a video for International Anteater Day, and <laughs> in the video I say, we could save anteaters if we all ate a little more bugs, if we, <laughs> if we were a little bit more like an anteater. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Yeah. All right, so Chris, we need to get to the brass tacks. We need to know... How this farm is sustainable, what could mm-hmm. uh, backyard growers, gardeners do to replicate what you do to yes. be sustainable? And just a reminder, like the definition of sustainability is balancing people, profit, and the planet. So I, I, I think we talked about how Sweetwater Farm is good for the people and the community because people are buying into it. It helps the farmers overhead costs, and then you know how many people you're feeding. So how is Sweetwater the methods that you grow your vegetables, how are they good for the planet? 
Well, Annie, what did you think when you walked around the farm? What, well, what kind of environment lush. did you see? Pretty lush, and it's all, uh, you know, compost, compost, compost that y'all do, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we partner with, you know, different companies and organizations that, that are creating what, what some would consider waste. So one of them would be the Tampa Zoo, Zoo Tampa at Lowry Park. You know, we get three dump truck loads every week of their uh, zoo, zoo manure only from the herbivores. Zoo poo, yep. So that's kind of one of our secrets is zoo poo, but it's a free resource for us. It's a waste for them. So it's a great relationship, a win-win. We have all these partnerships with tree companies that uh, otherwise would have to pay to get rid of this mulch. They just are constantly coming to the farm and and dumping the mulch uh, on the farm. So we're using the mulch. So we try to use free resources. We do everything by hand. So everything that we do is replicable and you can come volunteer on the farm on Sunday and see how we do that. But a lot of mulch, a lot of compost, Uh, we have worms. So we do worm casting and we use the vermiculture system. We do a lot of chop and drop, um, you know, with uh, cover cropping and uh, with during the summer, we grow sweet potatoes and kind of, kind of mix that in pigeon peas, Mexican sunflower. Uh, but farmer Joni, my wife, is really the, the expert on on all that. So I would come talk to her on, on the farm on Sunday, but, um, or one of the other classes that we're having on the farm. I mean, Rick's, Rick's are very knowledgeable and yeah. started a lot of relationships. He mentioned- but we try to keep everything very simple. We don't, we don't have a tractor. Uh, we'd like to have a tractor probably at some point so we could expand our operation, but Right now, is everything's by hand. It's all by volunteers, and uh, we're just building, building the soil. I mean, if you walk down the farm, the the roads are are much lower than the field because yeah. we just been adding so much organic material, uh, and it's really over the thirty years. Well, it, just, it, it, people don't know about you know the no-till uh, format is the guideline that you follow, which means that you don't dig and turn; you keep layering and adding, yeah. so you don't yeah. break up the mycelium, uh, which is the delivery system for the whole thing. Yeah, if you want to see the worms and find our worms, just you know, just go dig in the dig in the field. That's where we want the worms to be. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that the farm is seven acres. It is seven acres. Yeah. I mean, I'd, we'd like to expand it a little bit more if there's any pieces that, that come available, but uh, we're seven acres. I mean, we bought the, the cafe, the farm bought the cafe building, uh, I think in 2020. And are so you, this- are you farming on all seven acres or is, is there? I mean, we have a lot of, the, there's around the perimeter is all uh, perennial production. I mean, that's, there's oak trees, there's neem trees, there's mangoes and avocados and loquats and elderberry and starfruit, starfruit, uh, hibiscus. So there's passion fruit. So lot, around the perimeter, we're an urban farm yeah. and that's kind of creating a buffer. And that was by Rick's design. I mean, Rick's an engineer, so he, he can give you a whole class on, on design of, of how he got it laid out, putting the neem trees and things like that around the farm. Um, and so that's the perimeter of the farm. And then we have multiple fields where we have our annual crops and production inside uh, the farm. So Chris, we just got a text message and this was one of my questions as well. They wanted to know how big the farm is, which I just asked you, but they also want to know what are the annual crops that you're growing right now? Oh, We grow a lot of greens. So, you know, a lot of uh, bok choy, tot soy, <laughs> uh, salad mixes. Uh, and did you seed these or sow them? Uh, a week ago, four weeks ago, what stage are they at right now? 
that it's uh, a and we're harvesting we're harvesting uh, salad mixes already. Wow. So uh, we we started planting in August different things. I mean, we were harvesting sweet potatoes, uh, but we were doing beans. Um, and I, that's a farmer Joni question because she directly put, you know, a lot of the stuff was direct seeded, but we also put a lot of things, a lot of things in from the greenhouse and uh, all of our fields are pretty much in production now. So everything is growing now. Yeah. So you start, uh, you, you do the hot crops uh, that start out in August and then you uh, wean it into the cooler crops and you start the seeds in the greenhouse and then bring them out uh, as they grow up to size. Yeah, yeah, and Farmer Joni said that uh, now's a good time to start everything. Yes, so. yes, I'm, I've got mine ready going now. <laughs> Mark Homesteader would, you know, he, he's kind of slowing, slowing his season down. I mean, he does a lot of the turmerics and gingers and uh-huh. everything like that. So it's there's you can grow all all summer long or all all year long in, in in Florida. We have a lot of bananas, so we're still we're harvesting a lot of bananas right now. A lot of passion fruit, um, star fruit. So we're you know got to plant some perennial production as well. Yeah, perennials are good. Then you have them all the time. Yeah, hibiscus. We put that in our salad mixes. They're so sweet. So we have about three minutes left. So Chris, can you tell us a little bit about the future of the farm? Our- yeah. So I mean, we've got like uh, about two hundred and fifty. Oh, I know a lot of talk about money, but I mean, we've got a mortgage of the farm. You know, the county's going to be making an investment into the farm, but basically, we want to put the farm into a community land trust, preserve it forever. <clears throat> uh, we want to. We're in the process of building a campground. Uh, or yes, I'm a excited about that. A campground on the farm, so that way school groups and environmental groups can come and stay on the farm and. We can do some other classes and overnight classes and workshops and get kids that maybe haven't been on a farm and maybe haven't been camping, uh, have an urban urban camping experience and also get into sustainable building. So connecting sustainable building with sustainable uh, food production and kind of mixing those together and mm-hmm. showing how they uh, are cooperative and how we need to collaborate and have sustainable housing and sustainable food. Um by, uh, you know, in conjunction and together so that way a school group can come and see how we grow and see some sustainable homes. You have so that's a- kind of our big project. We're hoping to expand the cafe into a co-op grocery store. If anybody has some experience or ideas about that, we're open to that. If somebody wants to come teach a class or workshop, farm's available. And like I said, you know, let us know how the farm can serve you and how we can, uh, how the farm can serve you and how you might want to serve the farm. There's a thing that you have that's called pave the way to your forever farm. Uh, yes. and what's that and how people can get involved in that. So we, we built a brand new kind of ADA walkway and you know, that's part of our plan to make the farm much more accessible. Um, so, you know, the path is the path to your forever farm. And basically you can buy a brick and once all the bricks are sold, that would ensure that the farm is preserved forever. So Very it's good. kind of the, the path to your forever farm. That's lovely. So we have just a little bit of time left. Kenny, what come we to have? the farm. Yeah, <laughs> come the to the farm. I'm going to be there uh, this Sunday. farmer's market. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hoping Annie can get all the farmers there and then we'll have yeah, a great big a work farmer's party. That. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so uh, Chris, in like the next 30 seconds, can you just remind listeners the exact address and then your hours of operation? Yes, our website is www.sweetwater-organic.org. Our address, 6942 West Comanche Avenue, Tampa, Florida, town and country, 10 minutes west of the Tampa airport. Come see your community 
uh, organic farm and your forever farm. That sounds great. It is great. And you being the oldest CSA in Florida is very impressive. That's very impressive. I didn't know that until we started doing, you sent us some research about it. So the oldest in Florida. It's amazing. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, John. Thank you, all the farmers out there. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you, the community coalition. Thank you, WMNF. Yeah, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for all your support. Yeah. Takes a village. It does. It does. Thank you, Chris. And for listeners, they can check out WMNF.org later today, and we'll have a full write-up about Suwater Farms and uh, all of their fun events that are coming up. I did want to do a little plug. Tomorrow, Tuesday, I'll be at the Tombolo Bookstore in St. Pete doing a book signing about Florida's carnivorous plants. He has the most beautiful new book. It is just gorgeous. Good luck, Kenny. (laughs) Thanks, Anna. It was in in the Tampa Bay Times yesterday. Yeah. I had people coming up to me telling me that I was a famous celebrity. You are. My photo is in there. We're just so lucky to have you here. All right, and we're going to tease. If you want to come to the farm, we can do a book signing there. You can do a talk or, you know. That sounds great. Yeah, thank you. We want to uh, tease next week's show. We booked these people three months ago. We are so excited. When, yeah. we, when we thought of Halloween, we said, what is something a little spooky but yeah, also sustainable? A creepy. And people all over the world, they eat insects. It's not creepy to them. No. Yeah. So uh, we have Ann Carson from Jiminy's. And she makes dog treats and dog. Jiminy Cricket. Exactly. (laughs) She makes dog food and dog treats from cricket uh, powder. And then we also have Dr. Bill Kern from uh, the University of Florida who does stuff with bees and edible insects. I love it. And both of them are going to be our guests next week. And they're going to be talking about why we and our pets should be eating more protein from insects. Yeah, clean too. If you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. The code is SUL, and that will help us reach our goal. Stay tuned for the next hour. You will hear WMNF Tampa's Monday Music with Flea. If you want to hear more public interest programming, you can switch over to WMNF's HD3 channel, The Source, and listen to today's Tom Hartman Show Live. And make sure to tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, where we will have Anne from Jiminy's and Dr. Bill Kearns. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living, WMNF, to stay in the loop. And also, if you visit WMNF.org, you can uh, listen to all of the past shows archived. Just go to Listen On Demand in our schedule bio. I'm Kenny Coogan. And I am Annie Ellis. Remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. Bye-bye.